0: Welcome to the Lilac. Today, we are diving into the consciousness-based healing modality of body talk. My guest is a certified body talk practitioner for over 11 years. She is currently studying her master's level Parama body talk and learning body talk for animals. She specializes in helping people overcome emotional and psychological blocks that keep them stuck in an uncomfortable rut. She shares her journey into body talk and her beautiful winding road to reuniting with her soulmate after 18 years apart. So grab a cup of tea, put your feet up, take a moment and a few big breaths, and join me in welcoming my guest, Dawn Heumanny. Welcome to the podcast, Don. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am super stoked to be able to to give people, you know, a, a little taste of what I do on a daily basis, which is pretty profound work.
0: It's beautiful work. I have mm-hmm. had a session with. I've had a couple sessions with you, and um, it's. It, I have a hard time explaining (laughs) what body talk is. You know, I just say, just go and experience it. Yeah. And and that is the best way for sure. (laughs)
1: um, Into people's awareness for sure. Um, But yeah. And I do not blame you in the least. It it took me about four years into my
0: career doing body talk to figure out how to explain it to people. It's an experience. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful, healing experience personalized so can, healing experience personalized too. exactly very much um, can you explain to my audience it, it, whoever doesn't know what body talk is um <laughs> and after four years <laughs> of learning out to explain it would you mind sort of going into what body talk is
1: absolutely i would love to um so body talk is pretty well in my opinion and many others the definition of holistic healthcare, care mm-hmm. um, because we're working with the body's natural its own natural ability to heal itself and the way that it does that is by keeping all of its systems and parts in constant communication with each other so that every cell system part knows exactly what every other cell system part is doing so that they can do their job accordingly and work together in harmony to create balance a moment-to-moment basis when you get a cut or break a bone you don't consciously direct every cell to go and fix it right they have an awareness or a knowledge base of of what their job is and and when to go and do it so we work with that consciousness we are able to tap into that and when the body is is balanced and and working as a team it can can find that balance but when we get stressed out whether it's physical mental emotional or spiritual stress um, or even a combination most oftentimes a combination of all four all the time mm-hmm. um, then that communication goes down the tube. And we end up in survival mode and survival mode means that relaxation, healing, personal development, not a priority anymore to the body mind, right? Mm. It's trying to not be eaten by a lion at this point. Yes. <laughs> and that is the same. We have to keep in mind that's the same physiological response that we have to stress um, as when prey is being chased by a predator. So whether that's, oh, I don't have enough money to pay my bills, or, oh, the kids are crying, I can't deal with that, any you know, it's, it's breaking my heart, or, mm-hmm. you know, any number of things, or I banged my toe on the, the coffee table and broke it, maybe, you know, In there's right. physical injury there, um, that all plays a role. And then that stress response, that is focusing on just the basics, right. so... Body talk allows us to snap the, the body mind um, out of that fight or flight mode and get it into that rest and digest, healing, relaxation, personal development mold, mode where it, we're giving it the time and the space to deal with these high priority stressors that are taxing the system so much that
0: it can't do its job of healing itself anymore. Right. Yeah, and and you treat the the body as it as a consciousness.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's what we refer to it as is innate wisdom
0: mm. that we're born with.
1: We're all born with it, and um, whether that's on the the physiological level in the cells, the cells know exactly what they're meant to do, um, as do we as people. But we've gotten lost in. Mm over the decades and millennia i think um, amen
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we have got very lost that is very very true yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so, a yeah. lot of distraction in this kind of world too um, oh yeah truly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly
1: and that is the thing and and we that's how that is how the body copes Right, mm. is is it gets distract or it distracts from from some of the stress so that you can get through it right yeah. but when it comes to a point where it cannot cope anymore, that's when you have physical breakdown, emotional breakdown, you know so on and so forth, and that's when you end
0: up in illness and
1: disease no
0: mm. so, uh, yeah, in my session with you, I found something that was so profound was just that you put a word to something that I really, you know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll be like, yes. oh, you're carrying shame here, you know? And it's just to have that, like to be, it's for it to be brought to my physical awareness was something mm-hmm. like it just allowed it to be released. Totally. Know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the thing too, is like we, like you said, we get so distracted with all the stuff of life that we don't take the time to tune in and, and really investigate the origin of our anxiety, or the origin of our, de- our depression, or the origin of of our illness. Mm. Even you know, mm. like where is where is this respiratory cold coming from? Yes. And you know, all of the different areas of the body represent they. That's how our body communicates with us. Is or their psychology body psychology that um, each part represents a different aspect of life Mm -hmm. so the shoulders are like bearing the burdens of life right like Mm -hmm. atlas had the weight of the world on his shoulders so that's Mm -hmm. what they tend to tend to hold for us is our relationship to responsibility are we taking on too many responsibilities and now feeling restricted and burdened Mm -hmm. by them or do we have a balance relationship with responsibility and, and recognizing what is,
0: is our responsibility and what isn't. Mm. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like body talk is such a bridge that is, is needed that, you know, the bridge between the energetic body and the soul and the physical body. I am currently studying Reiki Um, I've, I'm going to get my level two in the fall. And just in, in just my own journey of like, um, starting to listen to my own body, it is very, uh, shocking and sort of awful to, to realize how good we can get at ignoring our bodies like mm. I am a master. Yeah. <laughs> earmuff. I think most mothers are. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> right? It's just like to ignore and what your normal like what is what is everybody's normal, you know? Um you know, chronic pain for some people is normal. Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> and people don't even realize that that's no. not normal. No. <laughs> No. And if that's the you body know. you've lived in your whole life, like, I don't know if the color red that you see is the same color red that I see. Right. Like right. It, it's, a, yep. it, it's just, it's all relative. And so it's, it, I found it really, really good for, for just bringing things to the surface that are very hidden awesome. and very deep seated mm-hmm. within the body that yes. I have been putting my earmuffs over, you know. Mm -hmm. oh and we all do that we all I mean like I said that's
1: that's coping and that is how we get through life a lot of the time but it's not just about getting through life right Mm -hmm. it's about thriving and really coming into your like you say on your podcast the best version of yourself yeah and yeah and that's what it's all about is there is really nothing else and once you've got that then you've got everything
0: I have a friend who um who credits her fertility to seeing you and oh yeah it's pretty incredible yeah it's pretty incredible like you know she goes I had this trapped here and you know I felt it and then I felt the release and then the next month I was pregnant you know exactly Um, yeah it's it's miraculous really it really like, is,
1: but it has nothing to do with the practitioner, right? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Reiki.
0: Reiki isn't like it's not about the person. It's you're just allowing it to be. Exactly.
1: Well, I should <laughs> I shouldn't say it's you know it's it's a collaborative effort. You
0: really. worked hard to get. You studied, right? This is them. Um, you have, to yeah. Study. There's yeah. that for sure, right? Yeah. Like, there's the the knowledge that the left brain
1: knowledge that we gain as practitioners that allows us to do, like you said, put words to things um, that people just haven't the education for, you know, around. The body talk system incorporates wisdom from a lot of different areas, Western anatomy and physiology, Eastern healing philosophies like Reiki. We also work with the chakras in body talk. Um, Traditional Chinese medicine, we do, it's like we can do acupuncture without any needling um, with this consciousness-based work um as well as vedic healing or vedic healing pardon me um from the east indies Mm -hmm. also drawing on bioenergetics osteopathy chiropractic myofascial release and as i said psychology so Mm -hmm. um yeah there is a, a wealth of of education that we we do bring to the table um no pun intended but uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> very much and I found it really interesting when I had a session and you're just talking about how like you know like this the spleen and the like all of the like the anatomy that you are so well versed in I was like you came from also a massage background right well, yeah right? so
1: there there is that and um I will say that there's some light anatomy. Like if anybody was interested in studying body talk, you do not need that amount of anatomy to, to be a successful practitioner. Um, any lake person can do it, um, if they have the will to, to learn. Um, but yeah, there's lots of, you know, it also were like it works as a standalone system, but it integrates with any other modalities too because it is applied uniquely through each practitioner's knowledge and life experience and their filters you know with me, a lot of anatomy and physiology comes up because that's kind of what I, I enjoy and have studied in the past with massage my massage therapy background yeah. um, but for others, it may be like an example would be if a practitioner was a registered nutritionist, um, they would likely um, be more aware of nutritional imbalances that, you know, their client were, were coming in with right. um, as opposed to, you know, a lot of the other anatomy and physiology or what have you. And, and it, it works like that for through,
0: you know, every different person. That is practicing. Is there? Would you say that there's like um, also a, a, the the sitter, the the client? They, there's a willingness um, spiritually that has to be there. I think for yes. any kind yeah. of uh, yes. healing modality. That is very true. Because yeah. <laughs> I noticed yeah. with my Reiki with practice. You know, some people that are like, you know, yeah. that are it, it, it's harder. It is harder as a practitioner because their energy is saying mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and the, the ones that are willing and open man that the healing that that happens to them is just totally different mm.
1: but it is once again it's a collaborative thing mm-hmm. because we're we're together we're acting as mirrors so the clients that you're getting with the unwillingness right are mirroring that that somewhere in your own consciousness mm-hmm. you know and that's bringing up Um, things for us to look at look at as practitioners yeah yeah. and and there will be some people that are just not open to it and that's fine Um, it's interesting because I have seen many cases where of people that also were unwilling and that was stuff that I was working through (laughs) as a practitioner um, with insecurity in my own skills and things like that earlier on Um, but, uh, it was interesting because I could, like, I would do orthopedic evaluations before and after, um, the implementation of the body talk session. Um, and I would see like a 50% increase in their range of motion and they would feel nothing.
0: (laughs) Wow, it was
1: amazing,
0: yeah, so how did you be beca- uh, go get into body talk? How did you find this? So I uh, came
1: to it through personal need. <laughs> um, I had very much been um physically oriented in my body, like um very well I, at the time I was um competing in amateur fitness competitions, okay um for three years in a row and uh I pretty well destroyed my body (laughs) physically and um like a the yeah and then I had moved from Winnipeg to Saskatoon following my uh future at the time husband and um left all my family and friends the house that I just bought a few months prior left everything, my practice that was finally getting, you know, some momentum and things like that. And um, dropped everything and moved to Saskatoon and started over and um, ended up working at a gym. So I got back into, and uh, it was about a year that I had not touched a weight or been in a weight room. And I started working as a massage therapist in the gym and um got back into that culture again so I I was like all gung-ho to to do another competition in a few months and I would I started lifting pretty well the same amount that I was lifting the year before (laughs) without doing anything in between (laughs) so you know like any educated massage therapist would do that you know
0: Really listening to your
1: body there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so was training hard, overtrained, um, had strained or pull, like torn my right hip flexor for the second time oh. um, within the year, and uh, pretty well everything in my left shoulder at the same time. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, And then um, I was seeing a chiropractor, massage therapist, acupuncture to deal with the pain and help with the recovery, but nothing was touching it. I hadn't slept in like three weeks um, because I, it was agonizing, turning over in bed, like, either side that it was laying on it was mm. like not no it was no good um so uh finally a person I was working with suggested that I try body talk and I was like well what's that I've never heard of it before um I'd been a massage therapist for seven years at that point never never ever heard of body talk before and, and she's like uh I don't know you should just go yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I've tried, you know, a few other things already and nothing helped. So uh, I'm kind of desperate at this point and uh, booked the appointment. And uh, within the first five minutes uh, of my appointment, I was like, this is the new revolution in healthcare, And like, I have to be a part of this because it was connecting all the dots for me um, I'd always been interested in energy work, but um, I love, I absolutely love um, anatomy and physiology. I, I just had a huge niche or knack for it and it fascinates me completely. There's always more to learn about it. And um, it was just, it kept my, my life interesting, I guess, as a, as a <laughs> massage therapist. And um But yeah, I, so I, the energy work was kind of poo-pooed in, you know, in when I first graduated from, from massage therapy. So, Mm, um, yeah, so I kind of steered away from that, right. Mm. And wanted to focus in more. And at the time I wanted, I also wanted to be a, um, a personal trainer and like really get into that world. Um, and yeah, so it was all physical based, you know, all thinking what muscles are torn, did I tear ligaments, you know, did I dislocate something, whatever. Um, turns out that I had a whole bunch of guilt in my shoulder for leaving my response, what I considered my responsibilities in Winnipeg,
0: mm. because
1: I took care of all of my family and friends as a massage therapist you know and and also I was I mentored them and and I was the person that they sought advice from and and whatever but um yeah and I just left I felt like I abandoned them and and there was a whole ton of guilt in there as soon as we did an emotional release on that I was about 85 percent better that night after everything It was amazing. And I was like, yeah, like, and, but it just put it all together for me with the, you know, how the emotional body can affect the physical body and how your mental state affects everything. You know, like you can't affect one aspect of self without affecting all
0: of the rest. Let's take a little break first I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a listener I am so grateful for every single one of you I love hearing all of your messages if you would please take two minutes to write a review on Apple or share this podcast with a friend It would help immensely in the podcast world. I'm a tiny fish in a very big pond and every single review, share, rating, and message just means the world to me. Thank you. Thank you. And now back to this week's episode. Okay. So my next question, it's not even body talk based, but um, just with your bio, you said that you... Met your soulmate at 15. And, yes. Okay, you have to tell me your story, <laughs> your your love story that you were apart for 18 years or something. That's mm-hmm. just beautiful. Please, please tell me this beautiful love story.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: it's a bit tumultuous, but that's okay. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: Most uh, of them are, aren't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so we met in grade 10 in Winnipeg went to the same high school and, uh, I knew that there was an instant connection and so did he. And, um, uh, I ended up dating everyone else except for him (laughs) 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 because I, I knew, I think, um, I, I was honestly, I was terrified of that level of commitment at that age. Yeah. um yeah I was like not of the the mind of finding the one and not experiencing different kinds of people and what's out there and there's like it was major fear of missing out syndrome um I think and mainly based on the relationships I had as models for for my life right for my my parents got divorced and I don't I honestly don't think my grandparents were very happy.
0: (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. And And uh, that's fit. That sits in your energetic body. Yes. Right. That's that's in your psyche. Yes. That's something that I've been really delving into lately is that whole, um, the, just the lineage of trauma. Like you were an egg inside of your mother when your grandmother was living, Mm you know, that you were Mm -hmm. already an egg inside of her to like, so of course you're going to feel that, you know, the energetic legacy of your, your ancestors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it is a huge thing. Um, Huge. All of that. Definitely. Um, Yeah. yeah, So so that was my programming, right? You're not going to end up barefoot and pregnant and you're going to establish your career. You're going to be an independent woman, so on and so forth. And then um, by the first year after high school was done, Um, I was still, I was dating somebody else, uh, that I was in a long-term relationship with, um, who happened to be my date to prom or whatever. And, um, Brad, my soulmate, was a catalyst in breaking, (laughs) breaking (laughs) me up with this person. (laughs) (laughs) And so we got together briefly at that point for about a month and, um, but then again, I got scared and I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, this is the first time I've been single in my adult life. And I'm, it's like, it was like the free love movement and,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everything. When you know, um, you know, though, like that, like that, yes. like, it's an intense love. My, yeah. I, yeah, I did my and husband it, when we were teenagers too, and we had a seven year gap of time wow. yeah okay. and it was like we knew how intense it was then and we're like we are not it's not time <laughs> no can't be yeah and yeah.
1: then um yeah and I yeah like I said I didn't recognize I didn't really recognize what it was um at the moment but mm. like when I would be in his presence I, there was this like full body energy that was going like just electricity running through my body and like full body sweat and like, it was just crazy <laughs> um but anyways so yeah we so then i i broke his heart and <laughs> told him yeah told him that i just wanted to to have you know a wider range of experiences and then we lost touch for like 4 years and then I ended up moving into an apartment building on like that was a few blocks down from where he lived with his parents. And I was like, I, I always had an awareness of him because uh, mm-hmm. his birthday is only four days after mine in the same year. And um, so every time my birthday rolls around, I, I would always think of him. And I was like, I'm going to go for a run today and I'm going to run into him. And I, I did wow <laughs> yeah
0: so intuition is a is a pretty crazy thing But connected you guys are definitely connected yeah, yeah. um in that terms tw- tw- uh twin flame twin flame
1: yeah I believe that as well that that is what we are yeah um because he certainly challenges me and no <laughs> <laughs>
0: to no end yes. um,
1: yeah and that's what twin flames do is they mirror each other's crap back to each other <laughs> yeah they
0: help each other level up you know yeah by totally. bringing the things you need to work on to the surface. but it's certainly not uh, it's not always rainbows and unicorns <laughs> <laughs> but you know what earth isn't either no, true <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> parenting isn't either you know I think all the things worth doing um have the entire spectrum of of mm-hmm. you know emotion and it, it you are correct. Yeah. all of it mm-hmm. you know that's why we signed up to be here that's and, why we're and... <laughs> here totally it's for the
1: experience and the whole
0: gamut for yeah. sure earth I always think I don't even think I think of it as earth school it's always we're here we're here to um yeah to to really try to do better and learn and go Mm -hmm. and question and try new things and open our minds and Mm -hmm. um all of the things because we are only here for a blip of time you know Mm -hmm. we truly Mm -hmm. are um that's a beautiful story, and actually i resonate a lot with that because Mm -hmm. my own and just i always had an awareness of my husband you know like where he was and Um, right you know like what he was doing in his life who he was with and like him same for me he's like I always knew just sort of like I always just keep tabs on and I didn't do that for anybody it was just it's just that that you know you you feel there's this like thread of connection totally um, certain people that's what I found is really interesting and you know I'm um, these people that I've always had this sort of awareness Um, To Mm -hmm. being like, why did that person stick out? I don't barely know them. And years later you meet and they become, you know, a really like beautiful friend or, you know, that it's just like, those are those moments that you're uh, you're like your soul, you know, your inner soul is just like (gasps) you like yeah I know know you you, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing if we like start to quiet ourselves and listen to that it's
1: yeah and that's the thing like that I didn't do
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you were a teenager my gosh what well
1: I mean and then I ended up marrying somebody else right and like and that was actually six months after Brad came back into my life after yeah after we were 23. He broke my heart. We didn't talk again for another three years. And then he messaged me on Facebook. And um, that was six months before I was to be married. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do the responsible thing. (laughs) Even though like my heart was wanting to jump out of my mouth when I heard from him. Um, But yeah, and at the time, my husband and now ex-husband of mine, um, we weren't Clicking anymore, and I, I knew it inherently, but I was like again, the ego took over and said no i'm I'm gonna do this. I run away from every relationship that doesn't work out, super easy for me, blah blah blah, ended up right. getting married, went into a four- year depression as I reflected on my marriage, and I had no regret, like no regret. <laughs> Uh, part of me had regret but the other part of the higher self <laughs> was like there was no other way
0: right there was like you no did, other you way you don't want to have to happen. go through that you don't want to have right. to go through that hard thing but like um you know that it's 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 it necessary <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah because I needed the support and love from his family my ex-husband's family um to grow and grow my self-esteem enough to, to actually feel that I was worthy of Brad. Right. Yeah. And it finally, and not to mention uh, it was when I was 27. Yeah. 27 that I was, that I first came to body talk and I had, I had done seven years of body talk religiously and, And became a practitioner, uh, you know, and I was a practitioner for like six years or whatever. And um, through all that work, I became this whole entirely different person, yeah. um, which is what I I so respect and honor Body Talk for mm. is the, that transformational process that can be gained through this this work. Mm-hmm. um, is amazing to me. And yeah, so it allowed me to come to a place of, of um, honoring my truth and finally, um, looking at my truth and, and saying, you know, this isn't what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. And I know what I, now I know what I want and it, it's Brad. And, and so, yeah, I, I ended my marriage and, and pursued a uh, relationship with Brad and it was,
0: uh intense <laughs> oh
1: gosh that's brave
0: that's brave don yeah. i think that's a brave thing like that's that's scary um it
1: it was yeah for sure um i was so blessed that my ex husband is such a good person um yeah. that we were able to like um part amicably amicably um we had a month to kind of go through that grieving process together of mm. our relationship which was amazing before I up and moved to BC
0: <laughs> after that mm-hmm. wow so, yeah well- so that's my whole story <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is and what a beautiful story and um I just I, I really I love when people, because I do this all the time on my pockets, but like to share the the hard things and to share the real, the real journey. Because there's just, especially with a social media and you know, just living in a modern world, um, we we see such rose colored glasses. And oh, totally. And the journey mm-hmm. is just not like that. And if you're actually doing the work, if you are actually going into yourselves and questioning your behaviors and really recognizing, um, recognizing these places that we need to heal and we need to bring light into that's when we, it, it's not, it's messy. <laughs> it's frankly, Yeah. It's right. Messy, yeah. But it's part of it. And we're all, we're all doing that on our own level. Yeah. It just puts it out there being like, Hey, me too. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the wonderful thing
1: um, is that we can connect through this work
0: Mm. and
1: and connect on such a deep level and and finally be authentic, Mm. which is, yeah, is beautiful,
0: for sure. It's beautiful. So you Mm -hmm. have just moved to Mexico? Oh, not not quite yet. (laughs) Not quite? Yeah, that's... (laughs) so this is happening you're moving to like we are preparing we are preparing
1: um to embark on like like man life
0: sort of (laughs) amazing which is crazy so doing something again very brave following your Uh, heart
1: yes yeah indeed um definitely following my heart and definitely not my head because my head is like what are you doing (laughs) um yeah so brad is busy um preparing our rig so to speak our um truck that we're gonna kind of convert into uh with a rooftop tent and um solar power and stuff and um yeah being able to really
0: just hit the road and and explore um so you'll yeah, be but- doing, bo- still doing body talk remotely, yeah,
1: right? Yeah, yes, remotely. Mm-hmm. I'll okay, have So market um, Wi-Fi. How, how, how does are,
0: that work? How, yes, and how, how like, how do you, um, you know, approach that for people that have only ever been to you in person where you are physically touching a body right. and the body is physically speaking to you? I know it is. It's hard for people to wrap their heads around. I understand <laughs> it. I fully, I fully do. Cause um, distance Reiki, right? It's right. Yeah, totally. Thing. But it's um, how do you bridge that for people? Uh, so I, I explain to
1: people that this is consciousness based work. So really all we're doing is bringing awareness to the issues that your body mind is needing to be addressed Mm -hmm. and we work in um i think it's quantum physics Mm -hmm. uh that has dynamic dynamic systems theory which means that we're all connected really in the most simple terms, um everything is connected to everything else and when you are thinking about a person, they've actually done uh, research on this in the HeartMath Institute, um, that when you are thinking about a person and they're like in another room or even, right now they've got the technology to to address it across a room, you know, from different rooms. But um, when you're thinking about a person, you, and they have your brain on a, on a screen, the parts of your brain that are lighting up are lighting up in the same same way on the other person yes so we are we have this awareness on this very subtle level right that our electromagnetic fields are uploading downloading information every moment of every day so that we know who we are in relationship to the rest of the soup of the universe and when the practitioner is focusing on the participants um they're literally connected with their consciousness and when we're observing the priorities um and then we implement the body mind or the the participants body mind is picking that up at the
0: other end I hope that makes sense. I, nope. sorry. No, totally. No, I, um, I heard about this really interesting. Um, I don't even know where it was done, but there was a host and they donated cells from their own body. Like, and mm-hmm. they took them to um, other places of the world. Right. Very far. Oh. And they actually did what um, they measured the response to mm-hmm. the host and Wow. And they they were connected. It was whatever right. the host was doing, whatever like you know if they were they watching up a show that was fear, it would fear it would show up physiologically in the specimens.
1: Right. Um, wow.
0: That's cool. Right. So it's this yes, but it's hard yeah. for people to wrap their heads around because we are so black and white. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's all
1: about what you can see, hear,
0: touch, taste, smell in your
1: vicinity and people think that because you know the practitioner is in the room with them and and has their their hand on their arm doing muscle testing that that's actually how the healing is happening when it has pretty well nothing to do with (laughs) (laughs) Um, the muscle testing is to help to help it's a it's a nice affirmation tool (laughs) right right? yeah it's just affirming your own intuition um as a practitioner. So and, you have to
0: be very self-aware to be a body. Like you have to be a, a constantly, you probably constantly doing I am work on yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's exhausting. sometimes. <laughs> I have to say, um, because yeah, sometimes you just, I literally have to just turn it off because like that level of self inquiry is just, it can get a little bit, obsessive sometimes um
0: and there's always going to be work to do i do feel there like, is like always it, always, this, al- always. This, that's the journey
1: like you said um in this life it, it is always about about unraveling the the veils of illusion mm. that we've adopted as truth
0: and yeah. um yeah so i i have a theater background and I was I'm just very good at at creating stories about around, you know, like, um, you know, like of my truth of being like, oh, no, I'm just somebody who doesn't blah, blah, blah or whatever that it's like you have to really understand these like narratives that you've created for yourself and been like, hey, wait a second, like maybe maybe I could do that. Like I just you if you have been raised in a really um, (laughs) if you've been raised in an environment where you are told the, the sky's the limit, you know, the sky's the limit. Right. And yeah. I, I, I feel that, um, I just hope that our, like, like the next generation it just, it, it grows up knowing that consciousness exists within our bodies, mm-hmm, you know, that sure. that we are like that. Imagine the power of that as like a young person that's what I keep thinking oh like... you should see the children that I work
1: with <laughs> they're unbelievable like well, I shouldn't say unbelievable because it's, it is literally right before my eyes but it, their their level of comprehension their ability to manifest their you know and create their own destinies and their own lives is phenomenal
0: If they are, if they're discovering that and understanding that at 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 a young age, when you're still so open, you just Mm -hmm. instead of um, forcing, you know, that 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 you know connection to source or whatever, Mm -hmm. you like, they're just already they're fresh from there. (laughs) Yes, yeah, Yeah, right. They haven't
1: lost their way and have you know they're trying to claw their way back.
0: (laughs) The stories from littles, I find My, my I have a toddler and she's um, just starting to communicate she likes to create her own language like she doesn't like to mm-hmm. to she's she can she's very smart but she um you know blue blah, 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 is blueberries and toes you know but she will not yeah. say blueberries right it, so it's just interesting that when she starts to talk i'm really excited to be like who are you my my oldest daughter she used to tell me um, you're my favorite mom my other moms and all of these really these I can only say their past lives or something. Yeah, she would or just, just or whatever you know, or other
1: it's higher or subtle perceptions.
0: I just like, know, yeah. Who who knows? But it's mm-hmm. just it's absolutely mind boggling. Like the wisdom from littles, you know. Yes, <laughs> it, really. it's, it's something to be and to 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 not um, discredit, you know, mm-hmm. like. they're perfectly beautiful and, you know, in their, whatever they believe, you know, is valid because they believe it, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that is exactly it, is that our beliefs create our experience and our reality. So Mm -hmm. if you have, and most of the time, we're not even aware of what our beliefs are, um, because we're in a state of hypnosis for the first seven years of our lives. And, you know, all of this subtle programming is going on beneath the surface and is stored there for the rest of our lives. And that's, that's our baseline that we function from. And then all of a sudden we start to have say bone problems in one's leg and You know, it's a beginning of osteoporosis, a breakdown of, of the framework Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in there. And, and that is like, oh, well, could that have to do with my not wanting to follow in the footsteps of my ancestors of, you know, the family traditions of, of being a banker? And instead I want to go and be an artist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But that is that is what what we're working with, and that is um, what creates disease in the body is kind of ignoring those, ignoring one's own truth, mm. and not being in service to yourself first. Um, yeah. It's not selfish. It's it's about being that best version of yourself so that you can serve others. Yeah. In your very best capacity, um, and yeah, this is—it's just—it's—it's it's observing and and bringing awareness to these these beliefs that have been stuffed and stored for years, decades, lifetimes um, that are affecting you that that you may not even realize. Body minds are always connected to all that is, so they're uploading and downloading that information all the time, all as the long time. as there's permission
0: given to to do the work. <laughs> right, because there's a consciousness, yes. Too, right, you need to like ask, you yeah. know, for permission. Because, I mean,
1: you can do that; it, it it can be done, but it's not good medicine, yes, <laughs> or ethical, right? So
0: or ethical. Uh,
1: yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. oh man this has been such a a awesome awesome talk Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that you uh, you just could share such such a beautiful healing modality and I hope people um, message you and are in contact with you can you share Mm -hmm. yet your website and how people can get um, just experience body talk and experience um, the gifts that you have to, to share with people.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. They can find me at uh, lifeunlimited.ca.
0: If you're interested in trying body talk for the first time, Dawn is offering uh, 50% off to any new clients that want to try Body Talk. All you have to do when you book your session with her is mention that you heard it on the Lilac and you will get 50% off your first session. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Lilac, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can message me on Instagram and Facebook at the Lilac Podcast or go to thelilacpodcast.com. Be brave enough to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable so you can find yourself. Find yourself and blossom unapologetically.